and we're back. Episode 11 with the boys. The boys. How we doing, my friends? Aiden, how's your week been? How's your weekend been? Give me a rundown. The highs, lows. Um, yeah, good day. Not bad, eh? Um, I guess the real highlight and the thing people probably want to hear about is uh, back on the court tonight at, at Indoor Netball, uh, week two for us. So that was pretty exciting. Um, pretty pleased to report we doubled our score from last week and we've ended up with 18 points this week. Um, but at the defensive end, wasn't much better, still giving up 56. So closer, closer game this week, I think. Um, you know, there was some real improvements shown, though. A uh, bit of strategy almost, just starting to break through. And, you know, all in all, we had fun, good run around. God, you get tired. It's so much tougher than basketball, eh? But, um, yeah, all in all, good weekend and good night at netball. Yeah, that's about it for me. Fantastic. We love, we love to hear the improvements in the team. Chemistry maybe building a little bit more? Oh, I don't know. Maybe not, no chemistry building yet. Uh, just people sort of learning the positions a bit better, mm. I would say. Yeah, mm, like putting together, you know, like a like a really cool painting. Just seeing what the final product is at the end. Oh god, it could be a long time what? before there's a final product. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just trying trying to, to I'm trying to. Each I'm trying to, to slip paint it in a good like light. Egregious, like comparison <laughs> you could. I'm trying to paint it in a good light. Trying okay. to just try to put a positive spin on it. Did I just want to what? bring up the analogy, but. I was oh. trying to dance around that, but Tom sort of thought, "Why yeah, not?" Was, that wasn't great. Eh? D- did you guys win? Gee, oh, it's told you we lost fifty-six, eighteen. Oh, I'm pretty sure we scored nineteen, didn't we? Did we? As like last week, you said that we got put sixty put on us. We had less than sixty. Oh, that's a yeah, plus. No, I thought it was. So somebody told me it was sixty-four nine. No, but, we, um, Ned, Ned was checking the standings during the week. Um, yeah, apparently you can check the, the website, but it was 58 I'm just recording the podcast. I'll call you back. Okay. Love you. Bye. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Runs an audible. That's a should, weird should be, flex again. No, I should be waiting for a call. For, Got to find for a some way to slip the muscle. I'll cut that out. Array. I'll cut that out. Um, I'll cut that out. That's dang good. <laughs> yeah, so, nah, yeah, nipple was good, eh? It was... Mm. I, got called, I got called for, like, stepping, like, nine times tonight, eh? I was fucking. Mm. I was livid. Like, yeah, so can you really. take? Do you uh, can you take one step or no oh, steps at all? Don't ask me. Don't oh. ask me. <laughs> I did something I thought different. You had, I, I thought you would know after being called for nine times. Nah, is all. Not at all. I made yeah, did I'm not want to educate me on what I was being called for. <laughs> yeah, I love that so much. There was one play. Um, I caught the ball like clearly on two feet and just like stared at him, and then like <laughs> took a took a shot. Good thing as I made it though, you know, it'd be would have been embarrassing if I didn't. Yeah, I love that. I reckon uh you could he could tell you were visibly frustrated and he takes his job a bit seriously. So I reckon yeah. he was just taking you for, for shits and gigs, eh? How good was it um, me getting the that you know the wee centus tip tip off where it's just who's got the fastest reaction time? We won two out of the four of those, didn't we? Yeah, I fucking won the first one, mate. It was, it was yeah, unreal. Like, and we actually I think we scored off the first position, weren't we? Up two 0 Actually not. It was close to start. I think it was like it was like six eight at the start. Eh? We were in there. All downhill. Did the, did, the, did the wheels fall off? Yeah, a few yeah. people switched positions and downhill it went. Yeah. 
What um, I mean by that is Charlotte came out of um, attack. She's like the right. only one who can shoot on our team. Is it is it the one where you, like you can you get like three or two points behind the arc? Yeah. Yeah, two yeah, points. Two points. Two pointers, yeah, gotcha. People just hunt those twos there. Yeah, that's what I had to say. It looks like it could be quite hard, though. Yeah. Really misgiving, oh, I'm sure. Dusty. Um but what else? I didn't on the weekend, me and me and Aiden and a, a friend of the pod got some beers. That mm. was nice. Love that. A couple of hazies, you know. Um then couldn't have, been, couldn't have been that nice if Aiden didn't bring it up in his highlights of the weekend, but yeah, it's it's true. <laughs> Very true. Um Well I think I just want to clarify. Aiden, thoughts on um like post game debriefs after Indoor Nebel? <laughs> mate, I gotta get home, mate. Yeah, you're always like I'm, I'm out. Speed's no, out. It's door. just because it's, it's like a lot of people like crowded around. It's not like basketball where you can just like get on the bleachers and hang out. Even even outside, you're like, nah, come here. It's time to leave. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to talk about that forty point drumming, you know. Ehaka yourself, how's your week? Uh, how's the weekend? Yeah, not too bad. Pretty chill. Um, bit of work on the weekend. Bit of FIFA. Um, had a win in social soccer yesterday, which was nice. Oh, Little huge two zero two nil win, which was great. Team team is is slowly finding its chemistry. We have, I would say, like eighty percent of the team like plays Div One soccer and are like absolutely gun. And then the twenty percent, like me, don't really know what to do. Like um, I do a little bit. I used to, used to play defender, so I sit in that right back, centre back position. And normally my speed can beat some of the other people, but beyond that, like when I try to pass the ball, it just goes here, there, and everywhere. So two left feet. Yeah, exactly. So slow, slowly getting there. Um, social basketball tonight lost by two. Um, I don't want to say there's a conspiracy against us with the refs, but it's getting to that point with a few of these close losses. So I won't, I won't bring that to North Harbour basketball's feet yet, but <laughs> it's, get, it's getting, it's getting pretty egregious. Some of the calls. And email what we yeah. So um, no, at the end of the day, it's social basketball and it's good fun. So yeah, that was me. So Highlights were with that making it through another week. That sounds grim, doesn't it? Making it through another yeah, week. Really <laughs> <laughs> I reckon no. um, in our weekly roundup, we should do no social sports. Then we have another part to the pod where we just do a social sports about roundup. social sports. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, let's see if we can get the social team on that. You know, people come for it and then they stay they for it. That's <laughs> sort of sort of how I look at this this recording session. Yeah. Yeah. And big thank you to um Makita Hardware for the sponsor this this week. Huge thank you to those guys for sponsoring the pod. So if you guys need any drills, um I think they do hammers as well and things like that, do they? I'm not hundred percent. Yeah, sure. some electric hammers. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big shout out to Makita. Left handed screwdrivers as well. <laughs> yeah. 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 Actually got sent uh, one of the electric hammers in the mail. Um mm, in the mail even. Yeah, yeah, the mail. Just for a wee test run, so would recommend. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll get that discount code for you. I think it's fifteen percent off everything online till the end of this week. Um, boy, should we move into certified, not certified? 
Yeah, go on. Um, it's me this week. I'm going to try to top Aiden's. I don't know if I can from last week. That was <laughs> top. That was top eleven from what we. I had did have um, multiple messages coming through <laughs> saying unbelievable. You know that yeah. top toms. Yeah. Um, that's, that is cap. I did gonna... send those. I did send those messages off my mum's phone. Um, mm. <laughs> so I'd also just like to mom. clarify that um, someone may have seen on the on the socials, but uh, I officially tried um, uh, jam and cheese on toast, and I'm a massive fan. Absolute, absolute massive fan. Unreal. I also Very ventured into um, the jam and cheese toasty, uh, mm. which was re- recommended by a friend of the pod. And, you know, that was also pretty good. Like, it, it definitely hits. So, would recommend that. We might need to get into a bit of a f- food debate later on. But I definitely think a toasty debate would be a, would be a, a very worthwhile. I was sort of so. doing like a mock draft. Toast, yeah, that's great actually, and um, or just snack food in general, like yes. the air fryer food, you know, your noodles. Maybe if you guys don't know, we're big fan, big fan of noodles here on the pod, mm. massively. Thought that was going to get more of a ring endorsement, but um, I'll move on quickly. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> just a temporary expectation, certified. Yeah, my bad. I'm going to temper expectations here. I don't think we're going to reach the lows of Aiden's, but don't think we're going to reach the highs of Tom's either. So somewhere in the middle here. Um, first one, um, certified, not certified. Following, this is this is for a sports team, following one player um, other than a whole team. <sighs> targeted. <laughs> Me targeted. It's not because I have multiple friends that, Allegedly, possibly, just follow a player instead of a team. And surely you have to hit certified on that. <laughs> no, because, mate, I still back the team. It's not like, um, it's such like a young sort of thing these days. It's like, oh, you know, I support like LaMelo Ball. And they're like, oh, do you like the Hornets? And then they'd be like, oh, I don't know who that is. You know? You could name one person that said that, Aiden. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was an example. All right. Um, uh, yeah, this, no, this is clearly targeting at me just because I love it. It's not. I have multiple friends and I, I was I was just curious. That's all. I like the Lakers. I just, if like I can't leave if LeBron left, you know. But wasn't, yeah, it wasn't the question if you follow the players. I mean, you followed Bron yes. from Cavs, Miami, Cavs, Lakers. Yeah, certified. <laughs> Tom? Um, I don't know. I feel like it's become like, oh, mate, Bill Simmons always talks about it. It's become like a massive thing that people aren't really happy about. Um, I mean, I don't really have a horse in the race, but I'm just going to say um, not certified because I'd rather create like more rivalries between supporting teams. I feel like when it comes to supporting a player, there's not like a whole lot of, I don't really know the word I'm looking for here, but it's just more entertaining when people have teams like that's my team. You, you ride through the thick and thins, you know. The lows of the Ryan Kellys, for example, to the highs of the bubble championship. I'm gonna say this is only like NBA related. Like every other sport. No, like, like there's there's people that follow, like, you know, Ronaldo, Messi, just for example. Yeah. I, I know there's some 
um, Sean Johnson faithful that would leave if he did as well. Oh, I don't think anybody. To be fair, I guess I kind of did way. it with. I kind of did it with Neymar in football. I don't mean I don't watch football, but whatever team Neymar Neymar was at, I was interested in. Mm. But again, when I say interested, like wouldn't watch a game. Very would different. Not keep up yeah. with the records. <laughs> Just yeah. Yeah. I'm what about you? Are you hungry? I'm not certified as well, but I understand why. Yeah, I get it. Because I like love certain players as well that don't play for the Lakers. Like for for an NBA example. Like who? <sighs> top of my head. Couldn't t- <laughs> I can't think of one NBA player off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> too, too, too many to name. Fan as well. too, too, many, too many to name, actually. Well, um, we all love, um, you know, uh, Big Body Roddy and Kenny Lofton, but we're not Grizzly love fans, are Big we? Body Roddy. Like, I loved... Um, I, like, you couldn't say you didn't love KD. Like growing up, you know, and that OKC team, cool, like, it was just so much fun to watch. You know, like there love. It was a four-year period where we all hated him, though. Yeah, I kind of just blurred that out of my memory that period. But from like 2012 to 2016, that OKC team was so much fun. Yeah, it was hard not to like. Yeah. Um. All right, moving on. Certified, not certified. Getting overly heated or angry during a social sporting game. Certified. <laughs> and, and the king of it. This is just targeting Aiden. No, I actually did not. But I, I did actually did not think of Aiden when I did this question. No, I can't remember the times you, you didn't. You didn't normally get angry when we played social. I'll go to war with a social ref, eh? <laughs> oh, like the Bright Hill Warden. Oh. <laughs> Don't get me started on him. There's certain Emerson, wrestling crushes that I would absolutely go to war with. Ever since you've um, left playing social basketball, that bro just gives me so many calls. <laughs> yeah, I was bringing us down, that's for sure. I love getting competitive at social. Hmm. Wednesday yeah, social. maybe that's where my, my question is, like the competitiveness coming out in social more so. It's probably more, yeah, I don't know. When I'm, when I'm the worst player on the team, I definitely love getting competitive at social. Because it's like, <laughs> I will talk shit, then my teammates will back it up. Yeah, but you've got you've got to find something to offer. Eh? Yeah. Now on a on a Wednesday social, I, I'm certified on it because like when you play four quarters, stop clock, you know, shooting free throws. It, even though it's a social, it's called social, but it's pretty much as close to a real game. Like, what's the difference? You're just not representing a club, you know. Whereas when mm. you're playing on your Monday nights, you're playing twenty minute halves, running clock, no free throws, like. That's to me, that's social, yeah. And at Wednesday, social sometimes people run layup lines before games, so <laughs> if, you do it, if you do it that, then that was unreal when they ran those layups. Was that the final? That was the final, yeah. That was the final. <laughs> They're doing the half court four corners drill. Oh man, they could have they had enough that, that night. If they did four corners. I would fucking like, I'd get over there and just take the piss out of them on their face. So that's just that's next level. Um. So what are we certified? Uncertified? Certified. Certified. I'm uncertified just because of probably I'm very hang much on, competitive. Aiden's made made a mistake about doing this all the time as well. Saying uncertified. It's not certified, guys. Not certified. Sorry. Yeah, I notice. Sometimes I say it and I'm like, that's not right. Yeah, 
I'm not certified. I think from the standpoint of like, especially like social we play, it's like it's for most of us just one time a week. You know what I mean? It's like the refs are like they're just a that they, they don't <laughs> they get paid like what like ten bucks a game. Last thing they needed somebody just yelling in their face because they missed a call or something. It's the first thing they need. It's one way to get better. <laughs> like Mary, who's like sixty and's refed her whole life, is not going to get better because I yell in her face, and probably not of my nature either. So yeah, I was gonna say I couldn't imagine you getting fired up at a at a basketball game. No, I I yeah, I rarely get fired up for sports at all. To be quite I'm, honest, yeah, I've never seen you go head to head with somebody. Even in like competitive basketball, yeah, I, yeah, but that's a, it's that's okay, guys. Up. We can do better next time. <laughs> I watched James Cawthorn put fifty on you in a game, and you still had nothing to say. <laughs> uh, I remember that time I had like fifty on him, and he had nothing to say. That's another episode. <laughs> um, Fair enough. I think that happened. Next question three. This one's. Now that I read it, it's probably targeting myself a little bit. Not having a social media presence. <laughs> uh, not certified. Grow up. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Grow up. Uh, Actually, I should have I should have reworded this to joint Facebook accounts. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> No way anybody's certified on a joint Facebook account. Jackie and Tom. <laughs> Who's Jackie? I don't know, it's just a random random okay. couple's. Nobody in particular. I'm um not certified on it as well. Can I ask why? Grow up. What are you ducking from? Me personally or just in general? <laughs> Well, I mean, you and in general. Nothing. I you, just, can, you can speak for the general public. I, my, I really am the voice for the people, but in this in this sense, I don't know. I just don't. Uh, I I go on like Reddit and Twitter. That's about it. This Twitter um, sucks now, though. Going back to, I think it was like our first ever certified, not certified. Maybe there was like a blackout, and but saying you're having a blackout. Remember that? I'm having a social yeah. media blackout. You contact me if you need me or whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm certified on having a blackout, but don't post about it, you know? Yes. But just don't, yeah, yeah you, no, no need to be permanent, you know? Yeah. If you feel like it's taken over your life and your productivity and all that shit, and mm. you're just like trying to have a cleanse, you know? Albeit, don't tell me. Zero dark. Me. Zero dark 365. Yeah. I think I probably get my most enjoyable, like, in terms of like social media, out of like Messenger and just talking to people. So it's I not really social like... media, though, is it? Because no, I know, more... but I feel like I'm socializing in that sense. So that make like I spend so much time on Messenger, just in group chats, chatting about sports, and like just to you guys yeah. and stuff. So yeah, that's probably where I get. Like, I I'd rather do that. Way, like you know, like I'd rather do that people... than like. Sorry, go on. No, no, you go. Yeah, that's the way. Like. I guess we use Messenger is the same in like the sense of some people use like WhatsApp or some people use like Discord. Yeah, you can exactly. just like, jump in just it and somebody's always like there to chat with. Always there, yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. Um, Don't know if that man works, but <laughs> he's always got time to reply. Or, 
and talk about talk about people that derailed conversations. Me and him, like top two. Sometimes he derails himself. <laughs> um, um, nah, I um, have uh, I have arguments at work with um, the youth. They think using like Facebook Messenger is texting. Oh right. So to me, texting is SMS. Like you're using, you know, your iMessage or iMessage or yeah, yeah, yeah. or your, your texts. You know, that's that's yeah. texting. But like Snapchatting, Dude, you... Snapchat Messenger, like Instagram DMs, like that's texting to them. Oh. Like everything, just yeah. everything. Then I feel like I each social I'm... each social media has a different like purpose for why you would message somebody on it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I class that all as like DMs, you know, direct messaging. Mm. Do, uh, do you guys think you spend more time talking to people on Messenger or like text or iMessage? Messenger for sure. Messenger yeah. easily. You tell the only two people I text. What about yeah? Oh, what about Lazarus? Oh yeah, Laura. But what about <laughs> mum and dad? Why? Well, yeah, obviously mum and dad, but we don't like. Are you going to be there? I, like, <laughs> I mean, I mean regularly. <laughs> I don't text my mum. She uses Facebook Messenger. Oh. I'll text her and then she'll reply using Facebook Messenger. That's so weird. Oh, I've heard her up about it. She's like, because I like to see when people have seen my message. Does she not have an iPhone? Yeah, she does, but I don't have, like, red on mine. Oh, sneaky devil. Oh, she have done certified, not certified on that. That's a good one. How have I never noticed that? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how you noticed that before. Certified, not certified, Um, putting your phone on focus mode? Classically, how can move? I have to for work, or else I get too distracted. <laughs> yeah, I understand why you don't don't have social medias. Yeah, I I, I just have it at night time. I I go to sleep. I yeah, just on the. Sleep. I've got like a work one that I throw on, and only messages and teams can get through. Smart. Anyway, all right. Number four. We're slowly getting there. Gatekeeping in general. Certified or not yep. certified. I thought we've had this one before. Have um, we? Yeah, you do nah, gatekeeping. Yeah, you said gatekeeping like media. Oh, that's on Movies media. and TV shows specifically. Gatekeeping in general, general though. <laughs> um, I mean, I'd probably just be like what I was like on my other one. Not certified. Love that. But I think last week we were talking about something and then you said I was gatekeeping. I wish I remember what that was. Wasn't wasn't league? Was like, nah, it was like hating on. We were, we were like hating on something, and then you're like, "Are we gatekeeping?" <laughs> but whatever it was, I right. feel like we weren't gatekeeping. So no, <laughs> not being a hypocrite. I feel like um, <clears throat> I'm also not certified, but mm. big but um, it's, if it's you know when you like. I know don't have like the influence like this, but you know when you like find something that's like real good that you don't want other people to like take over. <laughs> so you sort of just like gatekeep it. Are you tell me you've got something that you're not letting us know about. <laughs> <laughs> nah, because I said I don't have the influence for it, but like ah, uh, yeah. this is really random. But what? Oh, you know what? I'll go on a tangent if I bring that up. Never mind. Um, <laughs> no, you have to now. I hate when you're on 10, but you have to now. Do you remember that pool spot that used to be in town before the earthquakes? 
Yeah, the one. Yeah, I, I didn't know. Um, I knew it. Oh, instantly, would know. No, no, no. Before no, the no, earthquakes, no. beside like BNZ. Yeah, like, yeah right, yeah. right at the square. Uh, um. Oh, was it Q World? Yeah, I think it was something like that. I swear it was Q something. They had like Xboxes set up as well, like Lazy yeah. Boys. Yeah. What the? Was it yeah, free? It was fucking good. Nah, it was real cheap though. Nah. It was like gold coin for the poll. Um, nah. Like everything was cheaper for the earthquakes, I feel like. Yeah, it was. It was beside Wendy's. Yeah. Oh, I remember that Wendy's. How good was that? Literally was open for like six months before it got fucking destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> but it was our first Wendy's. Yeah, so good. Uh, All right. What were you going to say about that, though? Uh, this is why I said I was probably going to tangent. I can't even remember what I was going to say in <laughs> relation to it. <laughs> um, this one's a little bit on the nose. In my head, when I was writing it, it felt good, but now it doesn't. Oh, um, no. Certified not certified. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't thought he had a banger with that one as well. <laughs> um. It was more so because you led up to it. You're like, oh, this one's going to be great. <laughs> this is a good one. <laughs> this is a good one. Um, certified uh, or not certified, doing a podcast with your friends. Oh, certified, mate. <clears throat> I saw this tweet the other day. About... <laughs> you guys know Javo, the guy that like invades yeah. sports events? Um, yeah, yeah. So he got into he got on the field for like one of the cricket world cup matches. Must have been an Indian oh, one. I was getting on the Indian team, and somebody <laughs> just um, tweeted this photo of him. And he's like, "Stop being such a um, attention seeking cunt. Get off the field and create a podcast with your friends like the rest of us." <laughs> so true. It's so good. Definitely certified. We're trying to make uh, money moves out of here, you know. I said, um, I mean, a hundred episodes, and then I'm out. So has to be certified for paying my rent, you know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That just shows how cheap your rent is as well. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Makita again. I love that diversity of sponsors we have, though. Because you had to be here every week. I do. I actually loathe being here. I love talking to you guys, but hate everything else about this. Um, <laughs> so probably not certified, but that's all right. <laughs> How good was that, though? We'll start with All Blacks Ireland. Intense stuff. Aiden, tell me, reactions. How'd you feel? What'd you see? God, I saw a lot of rugby. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, was, I got a lot to say about it, I guess. Um, mm. Obviously, yeah, absolute edgy seat stuff. Um, God, I was just so nervous that last, I don't know, what was it? After um we went back to fifteen men, and it was you know one possession or one try game, it was just like oh my god like are we gonna hold out? It just and then we started to do that we um just like one pass sort of go straight to ground, get a few guys over the top to like protect the ball. I was like oh we're just gonna like give away a penalty. They're gonna march down, but then we kicked. I was like thank god we just have to play normal rugby here. Back so to you, defense. You wanted us to kick. Yeah, entirely. I just Why? don't like that. I just don't like that um, one pass, like Ford's sort of like huddle together and take it to ground. Like it's just so easy to give away a penalty, I reckon. Like somebody leaves their feet clearing out or um, not enough people into the ruck and you just, you know, 
get called for holding on to the ball. Yeah, but we were doing it from our own half. Wasn't it like half? Okay, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, continue there. This was like, yeah, just like, let's just kick. Like, at least this forces them to go 80 meters here. Like, they're bound to make an error. And, you know, evidently they didn't make an error after 38 phases. We had to get the ball. But, I mean, as you say, edgier seat stuff. I've, yeah, I don't think I've ever like been that nervous watching an all black game. What about the biggest. I- what about France All Blacks World Cup final in 2011? I don't really yeah, remember. I mean, having 12 that, years like, ago, though. The one that was like 6 9, you know? That was fucking. Yeah, 8 7. 8 7. That was fucking edgy seat stuff the whole time. And that was, and all the subs and like the people, random people kicking, like Stephen Donald coming on to like win us the yeah. World Cup. World this, Cup final, you know? We, we, we were still like. We were still favourites, though. This we were like underdogs. It was like God, like Ireland, and yeah. Ireland looked so good. It was like they could just easily score, but we held on. Yeah. Um, yeah. What one thing I did want to say is, you know, we talk about like the ratings and stuff a lot across like all the um, stuff and like News Hub and whatnot. All the people that do ratings, and I just can't believe that anybody from the starting fifteen got less than a seven, like. It's basically the biggest game of a lot of those guys' careers that, especially the guys that didn't play in the um, 2015 World Cup. Mm. Um, and I, th- I mean, everybody played like out of their skin. Like, it's just because we didn't go, go out and put like 65 on them and only concede like 10 doesn't mean these guys weren't playing the best games they've ever had. And I think, like, as all black fans and like the media, that's what. The sort of been caught up with is like, oh, if we don't smash people, then we're not playing that well. But that yeah. was the number one side in the world at full force. We had two yellow cards against us, a penalty try against us, and we still came out with the victory. And I say they had 70,000 Irish fans in attendance. Yeah. Like, absolute adversity. And to step up the way we did, I just think everybody on that side deserved at least a seven out of 10. I don't think anybody played bad enough to to warrant a six or lower which some people got couldn't uh, could not agree more i mean especially the front row that um porter is often called you know one of the the best props in the game pretty sure both their starting props are considered like the top three for their position i was looking mm. at a poll um our highest was like tyrell Lomax was like seventh um ethan de was like eighth um cody taylor was like seventh Tokyaha was above him and he didn't play anymore but like Lomax and DeGroote like just absolutely took it at both their front row Porter did nothing I mean yeah I, I agree with you everybody in that starting side was just so so clinical I mean we didn't make any like boneheaded mistakes it was just yeah it was outstanding Porter's an outstanding player but he's not the best scrummager in the world he's very good and open play for a prop I think that's weird. He's very mobile. I think people get a bit too overzealous on um, mobile props. They're like, oh, look yeah. at this. They, they can do so much. But it's like, well, you, when you break it down, can they actually do their job um, as well as everybody else? Which on the day he didn't like, Ethan DeGroote um, absolutely gave it to him in the scrums mm. over on that side. So, yeah, Lomax and DeGroote were unreal. I said to you guys, or well, I said in that group chat, had tears in my eyes after we won, eh? 
Mm. I think it was. You probably actually summed it up well when you said it was because we were such the underdogs. Like, I always have the faith, you know, going into it, I've said that the All Blacks will win the World Cup and it could be like blind faith bias. But like still part of you going to this Irish game is, you know, you, you wouldn't be, you'd be gutted if we lost 100%, but you wouldn't be like absolutely surprised because Ireland were the number one team in the world. Hmm. So to get that victory, I think that made it even more sweet. Especially in front of all the fans too, like you said. Entirely. How do you see it, Ehaka? Being a much more casual fan than you guys, um, I thought <laughs> we're like a lot more disciplined than we had been in previous games, um, mm. especially from um, Bowden Barrett still taking charges like that. That chip and chase was like vintage him, but he tried to pull it off, pull off a few things like that in a few other games and just hadn't worked as well. Mm. Um, but like him, Adi Savier was everywhere, you know, all over <laughs> the ball. He was fantastic. Um, Aaron Smith, like I said, he just had that ball and absolute string in terms of making the right decisions at the right time. Um, and Jordy Barrett, you know, we had what three different people kick the ball, did we? Mm. Or two maybe. Um, and he he came to play as well, slotted. I was super nervous when um Aaron kicked the ball and it didn't go further into their um half. And then it set up the last what five minutes of like forty phases. Yeah, he yeah. boxed kicked and it did it didn't quite it go as far as yeah. you would hope. But that's what I mean. Uh but in that, um, to give up a penalty for forty phases are crazy. The almost an identical thing happened in the South Africa France game. Like South Africa had the ball seventy eight and a half minutes up mm. two or well, up one, whatever they were. And Fafta Clerk put up a massive bomb off the back of a ruck almost identical it was just like france here you go you have one chance to go you know 60 meters here and get points albeit they only needed a penalty um and it paid off paid off for both sides eventually so i think it was the right decision mm. back on um the bones kicks i prefer when he does the way chip and chases um i just feel like it creates more of a scramble out of the opposition and like his I've always hated the way he kicks. I don't think he's a great kicker. Like if he's doing uh, like 30 meters, 20, 25 meters plus. And I feel like whenever he puts in those kind of kicks, they're just never contestable. They're just never in great spots. And his chip and chases, I just feel like it always creates something. Even if they get the ball back, I don't know, like our team's right there. We can get over the ball. It just, yeah, I prefer when he does a wee chip and chase. They felt like their back three was um, quite deep. Cause that, that space seemed to be there quite a bit. I mean, we only did it like once, <clears throat> but it just felt like that was quite empty, empty sort of paddock. Uh, mm. Maybe, maybe after he got away with it once, they sort of tightened up on it. But yeah, that was so vintage. I mean, that's why I said at the time was just, you know, when Bowden back in the day when he was at his peak, every time he used to put in a chip kick, he would always get the bounce. Yeah, every time always get like, the bounce great players make great things happen and you know we saw that it just takes one moment like that <clears throat> to get um i think he's been down on confidence i think that probably helped a lot as well mm. so i love i love mills on the call both times like when Artie Savi was over the ball earlier on and it should have been a penalty and then when whitelock got over it you know like um the main commentator I always forget his name was like right, you know, like yeah whitelock's over the ball blah, blah, blah. and then mills Milena on the call was just like call it 
It just gets yeah. you. Yeah, it was so. <clears throat> Mills is like a great addition to that Coventry crew. Yeah, that Artie one was tough, eh? Because I think Wayne Barnes yeah. was on the wrong side of the ruck. Not yeah, because Artie, Artie looked at the touches. Yeah, but the touchy I think was like, oh, make the call, but maybe like got lost in the comms. Like I mean, in that moment there, like it's going to be fucking hard to pick that and up. The guy that <laughs> cleared Artie out like came in like shoulder to the back of the neck, which I'm pretty sure that's a penalty anyway. And oh, I think I saw one or two neck rolls as well. Wayne Barnes did then, not yeah, want to make a call. Bundyaki, Bundyaki neck rolled um, Jordy Barrett. Yeah. To be I fair, just... I thought I thought Wayne Barnes did a really good job. Like in the second half, there's a lot of missed calls, but he he did a real good job, like coaching players. So like somebody would put their hand through the ruck and they'd touch the ball, and yeah. he'd be like twelve hands out, and they'd yeah. pull their hands out. And like the halfback's not there yet or something, and it hasn't actually impacted the game, hasn't slowed down mm-hmm. the ruck or anything. But a lot of other refs would be like, Oh, you're black or white, that's a penalty. Whereas yeah. Wayne Barnes is like, take your hand out, they take their hand out, hasn't impacted the game, and he's just gone play on. What did you think like it about just, it made a more enjoyable like watch? What'd you think about mm-hmm. Aaron Smith's yellow card? Looking back on it, um I, I do agree it. with it. I, I get I it. I hate yeah. that it's like intentional, but like in reality, he he had a shot at it, um, but realistically, he couldn't have grabbed mm. that. As much as it's like he was trying to like grab it, he just had no shot. So it, it mm. essentially is the same as just knocking it down. But um, I thought I thought both yellow cards were deserving. Um, it could have oh, been the, anyone. They're bringing down the uh, rolling ball definitely, but as yeah, yeah, as you mentioned, been anyone, any yeah. player on that team, or just Cody Taylor was the first one to go down. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think it was just because no. it was quite an egregious penalty right before it. Was it was that the one where the ball was still in the ruck and they grabbed it? I think it was mm. Lester was over the ball. Oh, Sam Whitelock was like on the ball. Um and Lester what Sam was in the ruck, but Lester got over and we thought Lester was in legal position, which he was, but um Wayne Barnes said Sam Sam uh, Whitelock wasn't rolling. Oh, that's right. He didn't roll out of the way. Yeah. Or he or Sam Whitelock's body was allowing Lester yeah. to get into the position he was or whatever. So mm. that the other way. One thing also I was um talking to him uh, made it work about is I feel like we had a different game plan. Like ever since Fozzie's taken over, we've kind of gone to like a um like pass to like one forward or like Richie and then he'll shovel it on to a three-man pod mm. but I feel like in this game we went real kind of like one pass off the ruck and just drive and I think a lot of times we've gone one pass one pass off the ruck then to the three-man pod that little bit of delay I feel like we don't get much momentum going forwards and since so many teams four packs are so big and physical now having that split second or a little bit longer where you can start going backwards, it makes it a bit harder. But going straight from the ruck straight into pick and goes or one pass and go, I feel like it gave us more like momentum and just, I don't know, I feel like we just, we had like an intensity and physical physicality that we haven't kind of had previously. And it's almost like, was this our game plan all along and we've just been hiding it up until now? If you know what I mean? Because it looked like we had a set game plan for Ireland. Like, this wasn't like a, a one-week training. Like, this looked like something that we'd been planning since, I don't know, since last series, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like um, 
since Fozzie's taken over, we sort of have, we don't have our own um, like gameplay style. We sort of um, change each week, like depending who we're versing. In a way, like some weeks we kick like heaps, um, other weeks we just like put it away completely, and then yeah, some weeks we try to go like out wide to the wingers a lot, and then some we just do like the one pass head up the middle. It's it's a bit all over the show. I think it's very like opponent to opponent um, sort of basis. I don't know if that's you know a plan or we're just having like really the way uh, set. The, the way our main forward structure has been, I feel like it's always been very consistent. Like one pass off, three man pod. Whereas yeah. I didn't, I don't think I even saw a three man pod once in this game. Hmm. Yeah. Fair. Fair enough. Do you guys think Mark Talia being left out was? Reasonable for breaking curfew and yeah, it's the rule. Yeah, they Maybe hold a pretty high happen. standard. Same yeah. guys get kicked off tours for same sort of thing. Yeah, I think what Leicester replaced them, right? Mm. And I'm yeah, right. Really I feel like Leicester's more of a power winger. Like Tilly is powerful, but I don't know. I just I'd rather have something like on that side where it's a bit more dynamic off off a scrum if you're ten meters out, you know. If you got Lester coming at a blinding pace, he's going to blow over somebody, whereas Talia's probably not. Do you think Talia would have made more of an impact on that game than, than Lester did? Or do you think it worked out pretty well? I think Lester was good. Um, yeah, he didn't, he didn't do a whole lot. But like, I feel like a lot of times when Talia shines, it's when they've kicked to his corner a lot. And I feel like they weren't really kicking to where the wing was. It was either hitting Bowden or if Richie dropped back. So I don't know if Talia would have had the opportunity to do much. Yeah, I don't so, know if it would have made much of a difference. I mean, Fanganuku came off in what, like the 65th minute for a defensive sub. Um, Leonard Brown came on, and he we were talking about this at work with one of the boys, but um, he came on and basically played like a hitman role. Um, <laughs> at one point, I think we were defensively lined up for a scrum, and one of the comms was like, oh, Leonard Brown's lined up at winger here. I was like, well, man, off a line out before he was lined up at like 13. Um, and I think he just went out there and literally the Fozzie's just said to him, you know, line up somewhere at, um, to start the set play, but then just go defend strong side of the ruck every position from there on. You're just out there for like a hitman role. It's just like just sprint at people, put on a hit as well as you can. <laughs> and that was like his role. And he he played it really well. He was in everything defensively when he came on. Um, I mean, it's the best I've seen him play in a long time. He was only out there for about 15 minutes, but sort of played his role perfectly, in my opinion. No hate to, like, um, Whanganuku for coming off. He's just obviously, you know, 65 minutes into a game. When he'd had a workload like he had, he's not going to be doing that, is he? So and He's not known as that. I got a few numbers from the game. Um, well, to be fair, one one set of numbers from the game and then one from the World Cup in general. Because um, one thing I notice is Samasoni Takeaho has sort of fallen to number three in the pecking order, mm-hmm. whereas I would say last year he sort of ended the year as one. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Cody Taylor massively struggled with throwing into the lineouts last year, but in the World Cup so far, we are 51 of 52 on on our own line out 
So we've only lost one of our own all tournament. Wow. And that came first game against France. So since then we've been wow. perfect. Um, wow. And that's like the ITS the ITS has kind of reinforced that because I feel like and we used to have this a few years ago, maybe like right before that last World Cup, where like set piece, especially line out, like we were fucking dangerous. Yeah. Now scrum's like that again. Like it's and our, yeah, and our scrum's like that again. Yeah, you're right. You don't want to scrum against us. Then the line out's been dangerous. Um my second number was back to Ehacker's point on the discipline. Um one one knock on or one handling error from the All Blacks in that full game. Fuck. And that's, that's only awesome. eight only eight from Ireland as well. And you know, that's a testament to the quality of the game. So I think that's sort of like a platform. Obviously, in terms of rugby as a product, the way Wayne Barnes riffed it, um, yeah. sort of mixed in with only nine handling errors, and you get a game like that. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't start stop start stop start stop, which a lot of the you've been kind of accustomed to as of late with Union, right? Especially yeah, and he let, he let the scrums play out as well, mm. even when. People were sort of trying to like milk penalties, or yeah, there was that one where we tried to it collapsed and yeah. the ball's at the back of the ruck. And we we're like, Smith's like, Oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he's just like, Ball's out, go play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that. Like, if it's if it's not a clear cut penalty straight off the the engage, then yes, just see it out as long I as like the ball it. comes out, like, let's just play. Yeah, I like it. I think a lot of refs should do that where. If it's not really having an impact on the game, just let it, like let it play. Hmm. Making more respect to our sport. When you were talking about um that we love our scrums, a bit of a not on a huge tangent, but I don't know if you saw in the South Africa France game where the French put up a kick and the South African winger, I think the fourteen, he called Mark on their fifteen meter or like twenty meter line, and he hmm. called for a scrum. Did he? Yeah, like the caption was like, we, we know South Africans love their scrums, but yeah, he called, they put up a bomb or a clearing kick. He called Mark and they called for a scrum. It was, it was like six minutes into the game or something. Or like, they, think really they, could, um, they think they could win a penalty or something. I don't know. But you know, the French love their fucking malls and scrums. Ah, yeah, sorry, the French, a, South Africans. That'd be unreal. Hmm. Yeah. Did we want to cover any of the Fiji, England, or any of the other quarterfinals at all? Wales, Argentina, really. I, or... I have, I have, like, one take. Like, Fiji are pretty unlucky to not go through, and I fucking hate Owen Farrell. <laughs> yeah, I only got eyes man. on... Um, I only had eyes on Fiji... Uh, not Fiji, sorry. France, South Africa. Um, mm. I sort of... A couple takeaways from that game. Eben Etzebeth. Ibn Itzabeth, however you say his first name. What a monster. Same sort of um same sort of sort of arc as Aaron Smith. You know, he got a, a card, uh, first half, head to head contact. He knew it. Um mm. he was there was no disagreement with the ref at all. He went over and apologized to the player as well. It wasn't like cynical at all, like nobody was hurt, but it was just yeah, it was head to head and can't get away with that in today's game. But boy, did he come back with a vengeance second half. He dragged, I think, about four French defenders, 10, maybe 15 metres even, um, on the angle over for a try, which, you know, eventually was the reason they won. Um, captain's not, honestly. 
captain's not. If we are lucky enough to get them, I guess unlucky enough to get them in the final, shit, look out. They are a big side. They're back mm. three. Um, well, they're Lucy's, sorry. Big, big, big boys. That'll be a battle for us. That'll be mm. one we have to... I think the game plan will change up a bit when you try to run them off the park. We, if we get there, if we get there. Argentina this week, though, I don't want to take them lightly. You know, they've been no. in the last couple yeah. of years, so we don't want to don't want to drop the heads there. Want to be smart about it? No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Does that sum us up for the Rugby World Cup? I think it does till next week, and hopefully. Hopefully we're going to be happy in this this pod for next week in terms of talking about us going to the finals, but let's not jinx that, shall we? Um, no. Yeah, to be awesome. fair, if we change the schedule uh, that we're looking at, then our next podcast won't even be until after the final. True. Which is probably pretty good timing, to be fair. Actually, very good timing. Um, that is very true. Um, but shall we move on onwards and upwards? Um, last week, switching to NBA, last week we were doing overs and unders for the Eastern Conference. We all took a division, um, for that. This week we've done the same with the Western Conference. Who wants to go first, or do I, or do you want me to kick us off? I can go first. I'll go first this week. So, I had the Southwest, um, which is probably the weakest division in the West, because um, they probably have the two worst teams, <laughs> which is all you need to make you weak in the West. So, running through it, we've got Spurs, Rockets, uh, Mavericks, Grizzlies, and the Pelicans. Um, I'll start off with the Spurs, you know, probably the most sort of, I don't want to say hyped but they probably are hyped, not in terms of um, how far they can go, just in terms of what they're going to be. Uh, last year, they were 22 and 60. bit surprising. I did not think they had 22 wins, but this year, you know, Wemby's on the roster now. Um, the bookies still don't fave them that much. They've got them at 28 and a half. Um, on my initial thoughts, I'm going to go under. Um and the reasons I've gone under there is I don't think they're deep enough to compete in a stacked conference. Um, off the top of my head, I can't name you eight players, um, and that's probably an issue in that conference. Uh, also, their top two isn't anywhere strong enough to compete with some of those duos running away, uh, running around in the West. Um, uh, just on that, I think we, you know, Calvin Johnson, I think we know who he is now. And I don't think he's uh, a guy that's going to be in your two best players on a roster, especially if you're going to be a playoff team. Um, and then I think Devin Vassell needs to step up and sort of be, maybe this year be their guy um, until Wimby's ready to be their guy. But I think long-term, that's probably their one-two. Um, you know, Vassell's just got a bag given to him. So yeah, to I was going to ask that. Do you, have, do you have how much it is? Yeah, so it was 100, 150. Um, one fifty-five, one fifty-five. Sorry, yeah. Um, no, one fifty-four-five. Yes, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, one fifty for five years. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. So it's 30, I think 30, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, 
I think your point is Spurs don't. Yeah, Spurs don't give give out contracts like that, especially to um, younger players and extensions um, lightly. So I w- it would indicate that they think he's ready to take the next step. And I'll be surprised if he didn't this year, to be quite honest. Hmm. I just wonder what his ceiling is. He's pretty... I guess he hasn't had any like sort of spotlight on him outside of like the real no. NBA junkies, um, just because of where he's been, what situations he's been in the last few years so i'm interested you know he'll have a lot more attention on him now if we be there so we'll see see how he goes so um yeah what are your thoughts on 28 and a half under over i'm gonna take over um, yeah take. i i'm gonna i'm pretty i'm probably gonna go over too like i'm i don't mind i don't mind the roster i mean it just depends what they want to do like the Next year's draft's not great. So I feel like there's no point in kind of trying to tank. Like, you know, you got this starting team, Trey Jones, Vassell, Johnson. Jeremy's so shine as well. Yeah, D- Jeremy. Jeremy, um, yes. I, I, I like him. He's pretty good. Like, he's a good defender. Um, Just kind of like a do-it-all kind of guy. Obviously, you got Trey Wimby Mon- there. Draymond Green sort of game. Yeah. Mm. And then I feel like they have like an eight, nine-man rotation. Like, they've got... Uh, they got Devonte Graham from the Pelicans, who you know, he's a bit of hit or miss, but he's a bit of a heat check guy. Uh, Reggie Bullock, pretty good shooter. Duck McDermott, mm. another good shooter. They got Zach Collins. Um, Chitty Osman there as well. Yeah, Chitty Osman. Yeah, yeah. So I'm getting loose for like five points the other day. Kim Reggie Bullock's a good vet from the South. Yeah, so I just feel like they got like a decent. They like a, I feel like they, yeah, there's like eight or nine guys that like aren't. They're not shit at basketball. Mm. So, yeah. To your I'll, point I'll on think... next year's draft not being good and people not um, wanting to tank for anybody, I also think in in that sense, like, a lot of rosters are pretty um, complete. Like, nobody's really mm. looking for another young guy. Some mm. of these rosters, are, like, these bottom of the... Um, conference rosters are just filled with young talent. It's like, well, now we just, you know, even though we're not going to be a playoff team, we still need to like play hard for 82 games here to, you know, develop something. It's not, okay, let's kick the tires for 45. And if we're 10 and 35 at that point, let's just fucking start jacking shit for the rest of the season because there's a pick on the line. Like, I don't think it's going to be like that at all this year. I think people will be playing all the way through to probably 70 games. Um, yeah. especially with especially with the new rules in there, right? Yeah, max effort. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if guys really, you know, care about that and if they show up. Um team two, sort of on that same line as the Rockets, also 22 and 60 last year. Um, obviously had a pretty big off season in terms of um the number of additions. Probably not as big as they would have hoped in terms of the caliber of the additions. So they got Fred Van Vliet. Dylan Brooks, um, and then picked up. They got Amen Thompson, I believe, and yeah. also Cam Whitmore, uh, which everyone's sort of saying steal of the draft. I like how so we had the GM survey last week, and Cam Whitmore was voted biggest steal, um, and that's by the other GMs, who are the guys that uh, actually make selections for the draft. So. <laughs> Sort of feels a bit contradicting. Like, why do they think it's a steal if they all let him fall? Because it's probably, like, in reality, it probably should have gone around 10. 
So there's 11 guys that passed on him, you know, like you can't pass on him and then go back and be like, oh, that was a massive steal. Like you didn't think that at the time you would have taken him. So I digress. Uh, the Rockets over under on the bookies is 31 and a half. Jesus. I've, also got, I've also gone under there. Um, 32 just seems a bit too high for me. 32 and 50. Uh, not sure. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I'm going to go under. And I I am just looking at the West here. I would not be surprised if they are the... I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they are the worst team in the in the league. Yeah. There's just too much going on. Too many guards. Too many guys that need the ball. Yeah, a couple notes I had written down is I don't think they quite have an identity yet. Um, no. And they probably won't figure that out until the season is too far gone. Um and yeah, just sort of reflecting on that earlier point, they have too many assets, um, and they mm. need to make a decision on them. Like, is Shingun going to be a focal point of the offense? Um, is Jalen Green going to be your number one guy? Is Tari Eason going to be involved at all? Then, yeah, the two rookies and Whitmore and Amen, like, how are they going to carve out minutes for these guys to improve? So, that's why I've gone under. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go under as well. I think this team's a few years from like you guys have said being anything meaningful got to figure out that identity you got the um kevin porter jr situation as well that's probably hanging over the team um and this team will go as far as jalen green takes them this this season i think um you would hope that um Eamon thompson um can learn some things you know from fred van fleet and some from all of these other vets on the team as well and, and you're kind of baking on him and jalen green um being your future there um, but for this season alone, I don't think there's there's going to be too much at all. Um, Jeff Green on this team as well is another great vet. Actually, they got some they got some not 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 bad vets at all for for these yeah, guys. Aaron Holiday, um, Boban Marjanovic as well. Like, yeah, he's back for another season. Yep. Um, um, and for how on your how much? on your KPJ point, sorry, just quickly, I, I don't think he'll be in the league unless they can find no. a trade suitor for him. I can't see Emma Doka wanting him on this roster. No, I understand no. they had a good relationship, but I just on a team this young, like I don't think you can have somebody that's had issues in the past and now has this mm. massive cloud lingering over him. Mm. I just don't think it's good for the locker room of a young team. So no. I don't know how many teams, you know, maybe they get a second round pick for him. Somebody takes a flyer, but I just don't see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going under as well. I think this team's going to be on the end of a lot of blowouts. Not a lot of defense on this team, but lots of things at all. They didn't play much defense last year either. So, um, yeah, yeah, flying under as well. Perfect. So uh, next up is the Dallas Mavericks, thirty-eight and forty-four last season. Obviously, they throw in the towel. Um, probably could have won a few more, but they, you know, they pr- they pressed the tank button. Um, yeah. Uh, so this year they've got them at 43 and a half, which is probably a number they should have been around um, last year. Um, I've gone under again, three straight. I I think they'll be around that number. I just don't see them. I think 44 wins in the West is getting you, you know, sixth seed, seventh seed. I just don't think they're going to be there. I think they're going to be more like 19. Um, and 
the reasons behind that is I just don't think they're deep enough. Same as the Spurs. I don't think they go, you know, they have probably a lot more like um, notable guys, but I don't know if they're, they're sort of like a ragtag group of people, not a bunch of scorers, um, just sort of guys that like do it all. Um, I think one good thing though, coming out of the off season, it sounds like Luca wants to play a lot less hero ball. It doesn't seem to be, or it doesn't sound to be a massive fan um, of sort of that isocentric stuff. I think Ryan Rosillo said on one of his podcasts that um, that step back three that Luca takes, I think Christ, he called it something like a loser's shot, something like that. So, you know, if he sees those issues, then it's, it's probably a good thing. And also I know Jason Kidd wants to have Omax and Derek Lively, a couple of their first-round picks. Um to be pretty heavily in the rotation this year. And that's a lot to ask of two young guys on a team that's aspirations are probably the NBA finals. I mean, in reality, that's probably their expectations, but they probably won't get there. So that's why I've gone under 43 and a half. Thoughts? Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll probably, <laughs> I'll probably jump with you on the under as well. You know, I, it's hard for me to see, both Luca and Kyrie, and those are the two guys that are going to, you're going to go as far as those two guys, right? Um, on a Jason Kidd team, um, mm-hmm. kind of get you where you want to be. Um, added some nice pieces. Grant Williams is a nice little addition as well. Um, Marky Morris getting on a little bit. Dwight Powell still there. Um, but like you said, I just don't think the depth is there. You know, is Seth Curry going to give you, you know, 10, 15 off the bench? To help that second unit, or is he going to start? Like I, yeah, I, I, like, I don't know. And it's just who's where's the, the identity leading, for this team? Who's the third leading scorer on this team? You know, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so it will be interesting, let's say the least. Tom, Tom Hardaway Jr. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go over. Oh, um, Zach. Yeah, kind of opposite of what Ehaku was saying was. I think Seth Curry and Grant Williams will make huge additions for them. I think Grant Williams is somebody that's an excellent defender. Um, obviously not on smaller guys, which will hurt them, but they didn't really have... I mean, they had Dorian Finney and Smith, but I think Grant Williams is somebody that can offer more offensively. Uh, he's a bit more of a playmaker. Um, Seth Curry, um, I just he, he's just another guard that can kind of fill exactly what Curry and Luca are doing. Obviously not to the same extent. But he plays a similar like pick and roll kind of mode. Yeah, he can so, be a ball. He can be a ball handler in a pick and roll as well, which is good. It will fit them quite well. I don't know. I just I kind of like the additions. I just and I mean, like you see that they how many games they win last year? Thirty eight. Thirty eight. Thirty eight, and they tanked. And I just feel like they've gotten better this year. So yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I think, I think you can point. still be better and be forty three and thirty nine. Mm. At that point, I just that's how deep the West is. It's just so hard to see some of these teams getting to forty-four wins. I know it's yeah. barely over five hundred, but I don't, I don't think we're at a point where you can say a team that's five hundred is bad, you know, mm. or mediocre at least. Um, mm. Next one's pretty a bit interesting. Is the Grizzlies um, fifty-one and thirty-one last year? Uh, they've dropped down to a 45 and a half. 
uh, over under, and that's majorly due to Jamarant's 25 game suspension. Because I think we could probably all agree their roster's improved, um, and some of these guys should be getting better as well. I don't think there's any like any reason we would say they're going to be worse than last year, other than the Jar suspension. So, is it worth six six um, six less wins? I don't know. It's hard to say, but I've gone over because um, personally, I don't think it will hurt them that much with the additions of Derek Rose and. Marcus Smart, I know Derek Rose is on his last leagues, but I just think it's a veteran presence. You know, he's somebody that can steady the ship. Um, Marcus Smart can lead a team around for better or worse. We've seen it before. Um, they have an identity, which is something we've talked about the last three teams. They know exactly who they are. Um, well coached. Um, good veteran leaders in the locker room now. I think that was something they missed last year. Big additions. As I said, Marcus Smart, Derek Rose, along with Steve Adams being back healthy, I think those three guys can really control the locker room. Um, and they have that playoff experience behind them. They made the second round, sort of faced some adversity, um, battled through injuries, eventually losing to the Lakers. But I think all in all, that that stuff helps. So yeah, I think they'll go over 45 and a half. Um, I'm, I'm going to go under. I don't have a whole lot to say, just under in. <laughs> Like I'm not saying by much. Like it could just be 45. I'm just that's just going to be my picks, just under. Yeah, yeah. Enough. I'm going under. I think they'll be around that 40 kind of wins. And to your point, um, around still having a, they definitely do know who they are. I think if anything, them bouncing out of the first round of the playoffs, jam around this off season, has probably brought them closer together and understanding what they need to do and who they need to be. Um, but I still think losing over 25 games is going to have a profound effect on them at least and then what happens when he comes back you know how uh, it, it's not going to be overnight that he just reintegrates back into the team maybe maybe it is and maybe i'm clear wrong but i, I, I think they'll be more realistically around the late late 30s early 40s they'll still make the playoffs for sure um but yeah i think the good thing for them is a jamarant is allowed to um travel and train with the team he's just not allowed to play so mm. he will be able to sort of integrate himself <clears throat> um last team is the Pelicans. Um all of oh, they were 42 and 40 last year with an over of 44 and a half. Um I have two notes on them. One is health as wealth. Last yeah. year they were awesome when they were healthy. And they mm. were awful when they weren't healthy. Yeah. Um and then my second note is they're a very deep side now. Um so I think they're probably more well versed to handle. The, the Zion injury, oh, I won't even say injuries, it'll be Zion, won't it? Um, so I think they're going to go over. I'm just backing on health. I don't want to say that they're going to be injured all year, so they're going to go under again, so I've gone over. It's only three more wins. So all you got to ask is, you know, better health for three games and they should go go over. Yeah. yeah. Um, there you go, Tom. No, I, just, I agree. Yeah, over, backing on health. Yeah, I'm I'm over as well, like you said. And team is deep, um, and they'll go as far as Zion takes them. Hopefully, Brandon Ingram um, can stay healthy as well. Um, but seeing all good things from it, hopefully this team will be nice. Herb Jones is nice as well, man. He's been awesome in the preseason. Yes, they got some nice rookies as well. A few older guys. So it'll yeah, be interesting to see if they play. But yeah, that's the Southwest for you. Love it. I can jump into the Pacific if we want. 
Where you're at. Gee, don't jump into the Pacific. <laughs> um, oh, just <clears throat> we're recording this at you know a late it's hour. A dad, it's a joke. dad joke for you. I'm a dad. Ah, classic. Oh, weird flex. Um, just to remind you who's in the Pacific and the records from last year: the Kings, forty-eight and thirty-four. Um, Suns, forty-five and thirty-seven. Clippers, forty-four and thirty-eight. Warriors 44 and 38 and the Lakers 43 and 39 with the Kings winning it last year. So if we start there actually um with the Kings over under is 44 and a half. What do we think boys? Um I've got I before we jump into that I I had I did have one note which was just if De'Aaron Fox can keep up what he's doing to kind of will this team to where they need to be, then they'll be, um, they'll, they'll easily make the second round. But I think their biggest, um, their biggest thing is, um, Sabonis. You know what I mean? He was almost mm. just not a ghost in that first round, but Golden State did a really good job of containing him and not letting him, um, be comfortable at all in the post or even just it seemed like every time they gave it to him they were just either doubling him or they were just sending at least um faking sending on a defender over and he almost just lost his confidence there a little bit you know he wasn't as dominant as, as he had been during the regular season but what do you guys think under <laughs> mm. i reckon they were the surprise team last year um they took everybody off guard. Like nobody was really ready for them. First year of Mike Brown's offense. There's no game planning for it um, until later in the season when you're on short turnarounds. So nobody really does anyway. Um, and they were extremely healthy and they mm. gave a shit. I don't know if they're going to give a shit as much this year. Um, Cause usually giving a shit for 82 games doesn't translate well to um, having a deep playoff run. You need to, um is you need to iron things out guys on the end of the bench need to play more you need to you know figure all this stuff out you need to look after the bodies i mean they had good health so they didn't really have to go through all that but i just think yeah they they're probably not going to give a shit as much this year which is i think they'll still be a playoff team um maybe a play-in team to be fair i just don't Mm. think they're going to get anybody by surprise this year interesting tom yeah, um, I'm going under as well. Um, obviously, I've liked what I've seen from Keegan Murray. Like, Summer League, he was unreal. Mm. Um, kind of like that. Uh, reminded me of that, like, Josh Hart, Lake of Summer League, where he's just like a man amongst boys. Obviously, that didn't <laughs> translate much for Josh Hart. But Keegan Murray has more of, like, an NBA, like a championship team. I mean, like, he could fit a championship team well. He's big wing, can defend, can shoot real well. Um, but I think, as you said, E-Hucker, about the playoff run, I think the blueprint's out on how to guard their DHOs, especially. Like, I think yeah. just the big can just drop back real far into bonus because he doesn't want to shoot the ball whatsoever. Play contain on Darren Fox, and then it's just whether or not Malik Monk can be hot like he was last year. Because yep. I think he bailed them out of so many games with his shooting. Um, and like yeah, I said, I, I just don't think they'll care as much. So, yeah, under... Yeah, to that point, you know, they added JaVale McGee and forever for whatever he's worth, he's 35 now, but he'd give you a few good minutes as well. 
to help at least on that defensive end for Sabonis. Um, and Harrison Barnes is still still giving you quality minutes, I think, as a wing, along with Keegan Murray. So and they've, they've got the unknown and Sasha Viznikov. I think that's yeah. his name. Something yeah. along those lines. You're a you're a league MVP. You're a mm. league MVP. Yeah. And Mike, and I've been a huge fan forever on Trey Lyles. I think he's very very underrated. He was good oh, last well. year. He was good. Yeah. Last Ford, Ford that can shoot threes, defend really, really well, stays on his feet, moves his feet well, and uses his body but, fantastically yeah. when defending bigs. And and you see him in the pick and rolls as well, um, and get switched on to guards. He defends them great. You know, yeah. it, it, it's not like he gets lost at all. So, yeah. And Alex Lynn on this team as well. Maybe they've they've definitely tried to shore yeah. up the Fords and the centers. So, but I'm still going under. <laughs> now fair enough um now moving on to probably one of the most interesting teams this season phoenix suns over or under what do you guys think it is i don't even know what it is but i'm going over <laughs> 54 and a half uh yeah. 52 and a half 52 Ooh. and a half yeah i'm going over there's so much talent on that team Yeah, I'd go over. That'll be a juggernaut, I reckon. Their weaknesses will show in the playoffs, not in the regular. Well, they will in the regular season, but that won't be glaringly obvious. I just feel like they've like signed some, uh, or traded. Sorry, they got some like pretty like not great moves, like your Nurkic and um, uh, that big wing from the Blazers. Oh, what was his name? To see a little, but mm. they're, they're like the high energy guys, and I feel like the type of guys that could like. Can actually make a difference for the like a real stacked team just like on a Tuesday night in the regular season. Mm. So I think that'll kind of help them get those odd wins here and there. Yeah, I, th- I think to your point, they've added people like you know Damian Lee and Grayson Allen and just made little adjustments. And Eric Gordon can still get loose for 10, 12 points yeah. to your point Eric on a Gordon. Tuesday night. Bradley Bell might not be shooting well, KD might be resting. You know, throw those guys out there. Um, they can still roll with Devin Booker. Um, and I think the glaring thing for them last year was um, their front court presence. DeAndre Aiden was no like almost non-existent when they needed him. Um, and I don't know if that's just the nature of who he is as a big. Um, I remember watching him in Arizona years ago, and he was just unstoppable offensively. But some of those defensive positions, he just looked a little bit lost, missed rotations. Um, sometimes with this help defense wouldn't come over. And so it was, yeah, I think Nurkic will definitely be the big body. He's kind of reminded me, I was watching the Suns the other day, kind of reminds me of Stephen Adams there. You know what I mean? Just that physical yeah. presence that um, those guys need. So, yeah, we'll see. I'm going over as well. It's a shame Nurkic can't uh, defend a pick and roll to save his life. But <laughs> Yeah. When I say defending, he defend bigs, but that's that's about it. But that's it's what they did last season. Yeah, No room protection, but... It's it's somebody to throw throw fifteen minutes at Jokic, you know. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, that's all you need. Make them work. Yeah. So are we all over on this one. We're all over. Yeah. Over. Um, moving on, Golden State Warriors. Um, they are forty-seven and a half. Ooh. I, yeah, this is going to be, I don't know. I mean, you have a situation where you have obviously Steph Curry, 
Clay Thompson, Draymond Green getting older? Do they have another run in them, adding CP3 as well? How does he fit in the mix? But then you have young people like um, Jonathan Kaminga, Gary Payne Jr., you know, Dario Saric there as well. Started like Dario Saric, not as young, but you know, is is uh, is Jonathan Kaminga one of those guys? Moses Moody as well. Um, are they going to grow into that kind of next level for what the Warriors need post Steph Curry? Don't know. What do you have them? I have them under. Yeah, I don't like the number at all. I I got them no. under as well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree under and and saying like, I don't like the number at all, but like, you know, 45 wins, 44 wins are still, still decent, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I old, think, that, I, yeah, old. I think, I think if we're thinking that the Grizzlies can't get 45 and a half, no way the Warriors are getting 47 and a half or whatever, right? Most and I think they showed, they showed last year that, well, what seed were they? Were they, were they the eighth? Sixth. No, they were sixth, weren't they? Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, sixth. Second Yeah, well, yeah, like they kind of good, showed yeah. last year where, like, you know, even like the Lakers, for example, where it kind of doesn't overly matter, you know, just as long as you're healthy. And I think they would make sure Draymond, and especially like mm. CP3, if they want them there, healthy. Yeah, also, exactly. saw there's a bit of drama with Clay Thompson's contract as well, so that could be something. I think they are. There's no way they want to extend him. No, I wouldn't. I mean, I'd love to. Yeah, no- for the money for the money that he'll want, hmm. which is pretty sad by him because like he had been injured for so long and obviously they yeah. were still paying him like forty mil. Like, why does he think he kind of he's owed by them? I don't know. Yeah. yeah anyway, so even there he goes. Yeah, we're going under. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Clippers. Under. 45 and a half. Under. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we want to spend too much time on this team, but if Paul, uh, Paul Jordan and Clay same, Leonard same, same shit, different year, honestly. Yeah, literally. So, same shit, different year, except they got Russell Westbrook for a full season. Yeah. Like he... uh, I, so, yeah I don't know why I'm they re signed him. Russ Kawhi put PG like. Well, good luck. Team even, how's that team? You know how like, bad I want James Harden to end up there. Fuck, I would love his shitstorm to just make, like, you know, it's just like one fucking hurricane meets another hurricane Shit. and it just creates one big fucking shitstorm. Generational quarter. Generational quarter, generational bag getter. Yeah, fumble. <laughs> you see a quarter, I see a legend. <laughs> it's um, bag yeah, I'm, going, uh, I'm going under. No idea what this team is until that, even when they're healthy, they like the closest thing we have of a body of work is um, the bubble when they blew the lead, right? Yeah, blew three one. It's funny they they've had more success through the playoffs when they've been when one of the stars has been injured. <laughs> yeah, but when they played together, they choked massive. Uh, was it a three one lead? Yeah, and they were up like eighteen in the second quarter of game five. Mm. Or something like that. And like on, on paper, this team's not bad, you know. Bone Tyler, Terrence Mann, not bad. Kenya Martin Jr., um, young guys as well. Norman Powell's great on the wing for you. Um, Nicholas Batum, great vet. Robert Cummington as well. Like, They've got two bitty guys. Yeah. 
anyway, we'll move on. We'll, I'm going under as well. What was the line? Uh, it was 45 and a half. Oh, yeah, under. Lakers, last one. What do we think the line is? Over. <laughs> 48 and a half. 49 and a half. half. Ah, 46. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, over. Fucking over. But that's, that's heading that over to the cows come home. Yeah, even if one lock. of the even if one of the big two got injured for like twenty five games, I'd still take the over. Yeah, so, like I feel like there's. I mean, obviously, all three are going to be very biased here, but I just feel like their their rosters just. I, I I like their signings. I just I like I like everyone together. I feel like they yeah. got a good roster. They got a lot of guys that aren't going to be asked to do too much. Just do no. They're there like literally to fill a role. Yeah, if you and know, they if do those well. Yeah, if Cam Reddish can just play some good defense, hit a few threes, because you know you're going to get that um, Taron Prince, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. We're going to be Jared Vanderbilt as well, Gabe Vincent, Christian Wood, if they just do their roles, this team's going to be solid. We're all sleeping on D-Lo. Like, D-Lo can win you games. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, he's he struggles defensively um, and playmaking-wise in the playoffs when things, like, slow down. But in the regular season, like, his defense isn't that big of a deal. Um but he can win you games. Is the thing. Yeah. So he's also he's also a very self aware guy. Like there's been multiple interviews this preseason about it, and he said that's a major thing that he's been working on. Um, is obviously having a training camp together and learning the team defense and realizing that he said I can't remember exactly what he said, but he said he doesn't want to give teams a way to get him off the floor anymore. Like in the yeah. Nugget series, they got him off the floor because he couldn't defend. He's like, I don't that's want good. to be that guy anymore. Good to have a Laker point guard that's self-aware as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, big fan of that. Big fan. All right, Tom. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I have... Um, what is my division called? Northwest? Yeah, you're up north. Yeah. yeah the snowy states. The snowy yeah, states. Yeah, so I have... Um, I'll just go through the team and their records last year. So the... The Trailblazers, 33 and 49 last year. Obviously, they have had Dame there. Uh, the Utah Jazz, big, pretty big surprise last year, up there with the Kings, um, 37 and 45. Oklahoma City, Thunder, 40 and 42. Timberwolves, 42 and 40. And the Nuggets, 53 and 29. So, um, look at their over-unders this year. I'll start from the, the bottom again. Have the Blazers at 27 and a half. Mm. Um, obviously, just covered that with Dame gone. Um, obviously, they, he he missed a few games last year, so they're trying to tank. Uh, I don't mind their roster too much. Like, I mean, Aiton, big fan of, um, big fan of Scoot. Obviously, got like Malcolm Brogdon, Anthony Simon, Shane Sharp, some good young guys. Like, I don't mind their roster too much. It's just Chauncey Billups. I feel like he's not a good coach. Like what's? I just I don't know what they're playing for. Like, what's the point of getting into the playoffs? I I don't know. I just some I don't like the smell. That's why I'm going under. Yeah, I'm going over it. Oh, I did have in our um, schedule last week. It was just like Aiden's hot take. My hot take <laughs> is I reckon they're gonna have a better record this year than they did last. I I wouldn't be surprised. To be honest, like and same under, it's just yeah, there's just this, there's a smell. I don't know what it is, but somebody's got to be bad. 
I just think they've ended up like sneaky deep. I know they still have way too loaded in the guards, like just too many guards to even put on the court. But they've definitely upgraded in a lot of spots. Like Jeremy Grant, um, I know they had him already, but they've locked him in. Um, and he's not sort of, I don't even think he's like the third option now, to be fair. Like I'd probably see like Aiden having a bigger role in him. Um, definitely Scoot and Simons. And then even when like Brogdon, Rashad and Sharp is on the floor, I think they'd still maybe go to him instead of Grant. So he could be a lot further down the pecking order, which I think is where he's a better player. Um, and they've thoroughly improved defensively. Um mm. Brogdon, good defender. Obviously, Rob Williams, fantastic defender. Um, if he's healthy, and Aiton with his defensive flaws is an upgrade and a half on Nurkic defensively. So, and Jeremy Grant's can, a defender. Yeah, I can, I I can definitely see that happening. Scoot will but defend. So, I just yeah, I feel like they'd they'd trade some players. I just, I don't know. I just don't feel like this would be their roster. Um, you make a good call on Billups as well. I think he's a pretty shit coach. He's probably bottom five coach in the league for me. He's very unproven and he's had plenty of opportunity to prove himself. He, I feel like he just always puts his players in shit spots. Like <laughs> he was, he would isolate Nurkic and like pick and roll switches and like, he, I don't know. He just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like he just didn't know his own players and he, like surely just Nurkic just plays drop coverage. Like even if the team. Yeah. It's torturing him. Like, there's no point getting him switching and hedging because he's not doing going to do that. So, it was yeah. a pretty like hard, hard nosed player, which sort of doesn't um, vibe with the roster he's had in the past. Mm. Like, they've never been like a real grit and grind team. It's more of a spread, space and pace, and work Nurkic down low when they need sort of vibe. Like, um, what are you saying, Ehager? Over under? Uh, I'm going up. No, yeah, I know I'm gonna go under, I think. I think they'll put a lot of emphasis on Scoot Henderson. Um to your point, it kind of negates my point about DeAndre Aiden being I don't you might be right in terms of he might fit a little bit defensively better with this team around, you know, Rob Williams and Malcolm Brogdon as well. He might get a little bit more opportunity, I think, in terms of when he was in Phoenix. I feel like a lot of the times defensively he was on island. He didn't have yeah. a lot of support to an extent and that that maybe was a reason why he um some of his uh, flaws were as um noticeable um but yeah we'll see it could be could be a real good start from this team definitely has potential um for sure are we are we also are we out on kevin knox yet or what are we thinking yeah fair so was that eight years ago (laughs) how is he still in the league I don't know. Talk about a generational bag getter. I mean, he's only probably getting about a mil, but my lord, that is an over. He's probably up, he's probably made like thirty mil. Surprisingly, do you reckon you could give more to a roster than Kevin Knox? <laughs> like you as an end of the bench locker room guy could give more than he gives on court. I feel like just looking at him, he doesn't look like he provides much fun. I feel like I could provide more fun to the locker room than he could. So. Yes, to answer your question. I feel like I can provide more to a team than Kevin Knox. Um, Utah Jazz. So, yeah, 37-45 last year. The darlings of the league. Mm. Um, Prize. Hard-nosed team. Over under 33.5. I'm going to go under because just I think they just really caught people's eyes surprise. Didn't they? They had a bit of a pretty big win 
um, like a win streak last year. Um, like Laurie Marketing was was unreal, uh, but like he hasn't really shown that that that's something he can do before now. I also didn't like what I saw from him during the FIBA World Cup, and you know I'm a huge huge <laughs> FIBA World Cup translator to the NBA. Um, yeah, it's just I don't, uh, not a whole lot going on. Like the front court like depth chart is Laurie Marketing, and John Collins, and Walker Kessler, all three of them together. It's just like. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm going under. Yeah, I, I go under there as well. Um, they got a majority of their wins first half of the season. Sort of one of those surprise things. I think, yeah, people won't take them as lightly. Uh, don't know if they'll have as much to prove. Like People aren't really writing them off like they were last year. Like Their over-under last year was like 21 and a half or something. Like, yeah. Put that out of the water. I don't think yeah, they're going to come out doesn't like they were last year and they'll probably get knocked off pretty easy by a lot of teams. Yeah. This is a weird team. I mean you got on one hand you got Jordan Clarkson, John Collins, um, Laurie Markin and all players that can fill up the score sheet, score, but defensively I don't know if they're gonna give you much John Collins. Like they basically just begged him to leave Atlanta. Like they tried everything to get him out of there in the end. I don't know For if it was a, a locker room thing or if yeah, if I mean he's 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 not that bad defensively, um, but it looked like he just didn't fit with Atlanta's um, roster. And then the Walker Walker Kessler thing, um, how does he kind of play out? Does he take another leap this year, or does he kind of transgress um, and become a little bit more one dimensional? I don't know. Um, and then you got like people like Colin Sexton on this team as well. Like I, I really don't know what to make of this Utah team at all. Yeah, it's a bit of a um, mixed bag of people there. There's no real. I mean, Lauren Markin is your guy, obviously, but yeah. And then like Taylor Horton Tucker as well. Yeah, like, a lot yeah. of people overperformed last year. Very much so. Yeah. So, ah, uh, we'll see how it all plays out. But yeah, I'm going under. Um, next one, Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, uh, forty-four and a half. Um, I'm yeah, I'm hitting, hitting this over. I don't really feel like it's a hot take. I feel like it's been floating out in. Uh, Twitter, I've also heard it on Zach Lowe's podcast, Bill Simmons' podcast. Multiple people are hitting this over. Yeah. And I just, I just, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't agree more. Like, Shay, Shay's him. Showed it last year, showed it in the FIBA World Cup. He's a fucking bucket getter. Um, top 10 player in the league, maybe. Um, obviously, you've got Chet Holmgren, who's now all sure up there, front court rotation. You just got like a bunch of just real good guys, I and mean, then Josh Giddy. Hopefully, he takes another step forward. Um, started the Fed World Cup slow, but I think when they actually end up losing, I thought he looked better. Um, I just I love their roster. Yeah, love their roster. Love Shea, and yeah, I could I could easily see them being a team that's just hard to play, and they'll I can see them getting to 47, 48 wins. Yeah. I like the over there as well. I feel like yeah, they've got a lot of traction going for the over. I think people think they might be this year's kings. Just taking people by surprise, giving a shit 82 games of the year. Um, yeah, I just think they got they, they got their dog in them. Like yeah. the whole roster, they, just good vibes. They look to have unreal chemistry. Um, they got their leader in Vicola Depot, gave him a wee bag. So he's there. Leading from the front. So I like the over as well. 
Yeah, I'm with you guys. I mean, hats off to Sam Presti again to rebuild another team, you know, not even that far gone from when mm. they traded Russell Westbrook and, well, when Russell Westbrook left in the end. I mean, from Chet Holgram to Luke Dortz, what an awesome find he was. Um, yeah. And then both Jalen, both Jalen Williams is like, how great are they? You know, they, if they can keep, um, if they can keep building on from last year, they will be awesome, versatile bigs and forwards that can defend <laughs> and can score, but also know their roles as well. I think hopefully Sam Presti's kind of learnt the mistakes of last time, not holding on to things for too long. But it seems like this organisation knows how to bring in great players that want to work hard, and also scouting department's always been amazing. So I'm yeah, I, I'm well. also I'm big fan of teams that have multiple guys that can put the ball on the floor and make a play. Mm. Mm. And I think they can always have like three guys out there that can do that. Um, mm. And to have it from and, like a, a, a quick, oh, he's not really quick, but Shade seems to get by anybody. He's very shifty. Yeah. Josh Giddy, um, he's always going to be bigger than somebody that's guarding him. And he's a great playmaker. And then you've got Chet Holmgren, like you saw in that preseason against the Spurs. He can put on the deck. He can cross up and shoot from three. Like it's pretty crazy to see a big doing that. And it's just, yeah, that'll be very interesting. I'll I'll be paying a lot of attention to them on league pass, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah they're, um, they're a league, league pass team. League, sure. league pass team, like Trey, Trey Man, and Isaiah Joe as well. Running yeah. the point and shooting guys. Big hey Isaiah Joe fan. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> next next team, uh, Timberwolves. Also 44 and a half. I like the over. Sorry, I know I, you had in golf, but... Yeah, I... Oh, I mean, we talked about earlier going over because of Ant, but I just feel like I, I can't have the Thunder and the Wolves going over 44, like reaching 45 wins. So I'm going to yeah. have the Wolves at about 44 wins. So I'm going to go under by a half win just because I think the Thunder are going to do so well. I think in our first podcast or second podcast or whatever, when we did like way too early predictions, I said yeah. the Timberwolves could be the first seed. I think a lot of things hadn't played out yet when I said that, but I just thought they could be that team. Just something clicks in the regular season. You know, they rattle off sort of 56 wins. And it's like, well, how are these guys the number one seed, but then lose in the first round? It'd just be one of those situations. If they can sure up the front court between Gobert and Cat, then I'll be all in on it. Um, and obviously I need Ant to take another step up. Um, yeah, I'll be happy if they went over the... What you they got the roster. They got the roster to go over. That's for sure. Let's mm. make it work. Mm. Hey, Hager, over under. I'm going over. Over. Nice. Last, um, yeah. Last one. Nuggets. Fifty-two and over. a half. Over. Um. Yeah. That's a half win less than last year. Uh, Jamal Murray's having another year of being healthy. I just, I mean, obviously they've lost Bruce Brown, but I feel like he didn't do a whole lot in the regular season. Yeah. Um, and you, you, want bet on, you want to you want to bet on health again. Michael Paul Jr., uh, healthy for longer this year. Um, I mean, they've got a fucking reigning MVP, arguably the best player in the league. And when Jokic doesn't give a shit, it still translates to wins. So, If yeah. you think about it as well, they only need, what did you say it was? 53 and a half. Mm. It's half. It's a half half win less than last year. They essentially only need sixteen road wins to hit this because they're going to win thirty eight home games. Yeah. yeah, 
Depends on the know, but Yeah. I that's know. true. And I think they they also signed a um a European guy, didn't they? Did they? Okay, um, so you did. Oh, I thought they had also signed the European guy. Maybe I'm wrong. They've drafted older guys. I know that, like fourth year sort of guys. Yeah, I I obviously they going. I mean, they, they, they 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 resigned Christian Braun and is they're it, going um, for a certain type. Eh? They're just they're trying to get rookies that can come in and play. Yeah, they, they know want, they know they, they have a short projects. window. They do not Preston want key. Yeah, yeah they deal with the devil. Sell it out. Well, it's not really selling out. Drafting old, but I like I like what they're doing. They're going for the, yeah. the window. Yeah. Go all in now. Love it. But um yeah, over. over. Is that all three of us are over? Yep. Yep. Right. Um well don't forget to add those to the dock boys, and then we can see if we can chuck together um some certified bucket boys guaranteed over unders for that. Get it out to the people so they can lay their bets down, get some donations going. We want to make some money for the people. Yeah. For the people. All right, wrap it up. Easy. Quiz time. Quiz time, let's do it. Everyone's favourite. I, I know I've dragged on here a bit. I wouldn't call it a drag because it's been absolutely riveting. Um, but the, the quiz is quiz isn't a long one here. It's a it's a back and forth battle. Ehaka, can you? Yep, thank you. Bring that up. Jesus, that was cool. Um, what I've got here is twenty five uh, names in a list. Um, you guys are going to go back and forth. Uh, three strikes each. Um, and we're just going until somebody's out, basically. Does that make sense? Makes sense. And my heart pounding already out. Neither do I. I don't like this either. The list is it's an NFL list. Oh, um, no. I'm not going back too far. I'm going back to this, the start of our 12 man fantasy league. Oh. So it was introduced 2020. So the list is the top 25 touchdown scorers since the start of 2020. So that's a span of 55 games, including playoffs. Including playoffs, okay. Yeah. So Um, around around 55 games. Max. Max. Um, so scored touchdowns, you meaning like received touchdowns? Like, like not Q- does this including QB? Receiving and rushing. Rece- okay, cool. Com- yeah, so combine. Combine receiving and rushing. We don't have to combine them, but you know what yeah, I mean. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang um, on, wait, wait. Is it, is it combined from the three seasons? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So the right. yeah, the total. So, yeah, okay. the total for yeah. the last three seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. All over it. Not like the best individual seasons since then. Yeah. yeah. Just totally. Yeah. Since, since first January twenty twenty, to now. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do shit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with Ehaka because he's top of the list. Um, so if Ehaka gets three strikes and Tom's on two, then Tom will have to get that guess right to win. But if he strikes out, then we'll go sudden death. So, so yeah, okay. start us off. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. All right. He's on there. <laughs> hey, Huggins, right. stop fucking Googling stuff, mate. Uh, he's the first person that came to my head. No, I can just I see you little staring at your screens, eh? Wait, hold up. Watching, watching phase at the moment. I 
Actually, I don't know if Cooper Cup is on the list. Oh, <laughs> surely, surely, surely oh. he is. How was he injured like 2020? And oh, no, surely he's surely he's gone. Uh, Cooper, enough, Cooper, right? Cup, Cooper Cup's not on the list. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> is he really not a top? Is he a top serious? 25 he's not touchdown? over the last three years. He's not. No, that's one Holy one shit. strike for Ehacker. Fuck. All right. Do you still think I'm cheating now, Tom? <laughs> I mean, you could just have an, an outdated list. Look at you frantically finding a proper list now. <laughs> I'm just looking. I want to um, see what Cooper Cup's numbers are. Fuck, are I'm, you serious, Cooper Cup? I was going to try go for some left field ones, but now that Ehak has got a strike already, I feel like I should just. Now you got me panicking. Oh, no, no, no. So I'm just, just going to go. Um... Oh, now I'm panicking about my one. No. Tyreek Hill. Oh, I should have said Yeah, Tyreek Hill was on there. Yeah, Cooper Cup's way off the list, by the way. He's about... Is he? Is he? Do you have the numbers they scored as well when you bring them up? Yeah, I do. Good. Oh, he's at least he's at least two off the list. If oh. It depends when he scored them in that 2019-2020 season, so he could be more than two off. Um, yeah, so you had Tyreek Hill. He's definitely on there. Okay. Let me get rid of that. He is number four oh. on the list. Oh. <laughs> Bang. 41 touchdowns in that time. Do you have how many um, Cooper Cups scored, or is that going to ruin the list for us? There, no, that's that. I don't want to give that to you. Okay. Okay. And me again? Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs. He is on there. Let me figure out what number he is. Number 12. Oh, number 12. Goodness. 34. Uh-huh. Um, Thank you, Tom. Fuck. Now my heart's, my heart's beating, eh? <laughs> There's a name I really want to say, but now I'm like, shit. No. Oh. Eh, you know what? Uh, oh. <laughs> um, fuck. Travis Kelsey. Yeah, of course. Number six. Yeah, it wasn't who I was going to say that. I just wow, why do I'm so nervous? Bit of a bit of a drop off from Tyreek to Travis. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I can back to you. One strike. And Thielen, he was catching them in Minnesota, wasn't he? It is so out there, but he is on there. He's number thirteen. I just remember he had like back to back like unreal seasons. Did you know? Same as Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, there's one name I really want to say, but I just don't know if he's been around for long enough. <laughs> Fuck it. Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's on the list. Thank oh. God. He has more than Cooper Cup. That's crazy. Well, I know he's he in heaps last year. 20, 22 with 29 touchdowns. Fuck, there's quite a lot of guys that are all bunched together, eh? Um, Mike Evans. Of course. Ooh. He's right up there. Yeah. Right in there between the KC boys. 36 for Mike. Oh, that's not who I thought you said. Who do you think I said? I guess. No, I don't want to say. Mm. I don't know if this guy would have scored um, close to that 29 touchdowns. Uh, 
I was trying to think about like a running back, but uh, oh, I've got one. Oh. Um, I'm, I'm really, I'm really, um, not sure where to go here. Uh, I'm, just like, trying, yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, to, yeah, I might be. I'm just trying. To, I, I like even just teams are escaping me now. Trying to think like a high high powered teams. Um, I don't like this guess, but um, I'm going to say Kenan Allen. Oh, Kenan Allen. No. <sighs> From memory, I think he might have been like first guy off the list. It's one one strike apiece. Back to you, E. Hucker. Devontae Adams. Ah, oh, of course. It's our number one. Oh, is it? 46. Of course. 46. Fucking hell. I, I just thought, I'm just thinking of teams now, Tom, and just thinking of who, like, <laughs> the top receivers that's, are. That's what I was trying to think of, but, like, fucking teams are just really escaping me, eh? Um... Who the hell's scoring all the fucking touchdowns for the Chargers? Like, who was Justin Herbert throwing all these touchdowns to? <laughs> or is it just so spread out? Like, there's four dudes on 20. Um, um, I've got, oh, okay, I've got a few. Just go conference by conference. Gonna have to yeah, press you for one here, Tom. You what? Gonna press you here for one. What does that mean? Like 10 seconds. Oh shit! Um, I don't know. Mark, Mark Andrews? No. It's two strikes. Jeez. How is he a name that comes to mind before some of these? Yeah, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of high-powered offenses and like Lamar Jackson. Like, who the fuck else is scoring the touchdowns for the Ravens? That's his like favorite target. Marquise Brown, surely. Is that your guess? No, no, no. Am, yeah. Is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. Oh, I thought, I thought we are still, still going on, Tom. Um, AJ Brown. Yeah, AJ Brown's on there. What? What do you mean, what? How is AJ Brown what? not going to be on there? He's uh, 17, I believe. Yeah, 17 with 30. Back to you, Tom. <laughs> I really thought you guys would be rattling off this top 10. Very I mean, easy. I am. Tom's just hanging out for a good time. Yeah, Tom's had two just, strikes here, so this is... I just don't... I don't, like, think of... Like, I don't really know touchdown guys, you know? That's not something I'm thinking of. This is life or death. Um, I don't fucking know, eh? Um... Uh, oh, I I always have names, but like there's too many of the people that I'm like they've had gaps, and it's just made me not made me freak out a little bit. Um, fuck, I can't think of anything. I'm just gonna say John Drew Hopkins. <laughs> oh wow, this game has come to an abrupt end a lot quicker than I thought it would. Hey, Hucker, do you want to rattle off a few as the winner? 
Yeah. Um, is George Kittle on there? Oh, God, no. George Kittle is not on there. <laughs> Aiden put all this work in and me and Tom just absolutely... <laughs> Do you think, if, without doing the list, you could have gone close to rattling off 25 guys? Yeah, you're going to be pissed at yourself for some of these names, eh? Oh, no. I'm going to blame it on how late it is of the night. Go, show us. Nah, you've still got one more strike. Hurry up. Oh, okay. Amari Cooper. No, nah, Murray Cooper's not on there either. Oh. But well, he, yeah, he, he has won it. Yeah, well, Ehug has got two strikes in a row, so I don't know if he deserves it. Eh? No, nah, but he's won it. So, number two, Derek Henry. Oh, of course. Is Christian McCaffrey on here? Yeah, Christian McCaffrey is on here. Number three. <gasps> number three. Who gets all those touchdowns for the Chargers? Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, of course. I- I said earlier about running backs, but I just I'm so out on running backs. Like I'm just like, nah, they're not scoring. Austin Nicola has 15 receiving touchdowns, man. It's halfway onto yeah. the list of just receiving. Seven, just after Kelsey. Dominated the running back position. Jonathan Taylor. Oh, Jonathan Taylor is 36. I think he racked up about 16 last year. Josh Jacobs, 35. T Josh Jacobs. To be Check fair, well, I should have been more in on running backs because they get so Alvin many Kamara. like they get so many three oh, yard course, touchdowns. Debatably the best running back in the league, McChubb. McChubb. Of yeah. Course. See, my mind was just straight receivers. This is poor. Yeah. So same with me. Yeah. Uh, no, another running back, James Collar. <sighs> yeah. Shocked by that. Yeah. Um, when the he scored thirty four touchdowns. I was going receivers as well. Uh, back to the running backs. Devin Cook. Tom, There's like four dudes here there. I'm just shocked Zeke. by. Ezekiel Elliott, shocked. 16, none of you already got, but um, I think he led the league in touchdowns last year. Anybody know? Justin Jefferson. Jared McKinnon. Jalen Hurts. Fuck, I honestly thought about him, mate, but I was like, no way. I think, he had, 18, I think he had 18 rushing touchdowns last year. Uh, AJ Brown there. Shout out, um, Jimmy, Aaron Jones. Oh. Yeah, I can see it. CMC. Bro, th- see, this played- shows. This shows how much I didn't want to think about running backs. When when um, Ehaka said Devonta Adams, he was like thinking about high powered offense. I'm like, yeah. So was I. yeah. I was like, Aaron Rodgers only trusts two guys: Devonta Adams and Aaron Jones. Sure, they're still the touchdowns. But then I'm like, nah, it's a running back. He's not. I'm just so out on them because of fantasy. I just, I just didn't think running back scored that many. I'm Funnily enough, man. Aaron Jones' 30 touchdowns is almost split 50-50. It's 16 to 14. Wow. Receiving and yeah. rushing. Yeah. Yeah. Receiving 14, rushing 16. Um, CMC on there, as he has said. Um, DK, bit of a surprise yeah. to be scared. Oh, I didn't think he would be sense. that high. Somebody that's missed a bit of time but is still on here. Joe Mixon. Oh, he picked up a few last year, didn't he? Yeah, he had a uh, five touchdown game, I believe. Um, yeah. DK's partner in crime, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yaka should have got this one. Might have going down don't the line. Say, don't, don't, David don't Montgomery. Um, rounding it out. Another guy on Tom's. Um, another running back on Tom's fantasy team that he's missed. DeAndre Swift. Oh wow. It has it. Just it's it's see it's all running backs. And I just was not thinking running no, backs. Neither was I. That's that's a great quiz though, Aiden. That was great. I'm sorry we let you down there. 
Well, yeah, Arkin, it's, a good quiz, it's a good quiz does. It stumped you, so. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I reckon, yeah, to, to keep us going, you should have just been like, hey, guys, think running backs, and then we could have just started rattling. No, nah, because to, be uh, to be honest, I think Nick Chubb and Jonathan Taylor, I would have never in a million years said, only because, like, out of my mind, Jonathan Taylor, for me, just last year, he was so useless. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's only... a good call. It's, it's a lot of touchdowns basically in a two-year span. Yeah, and same with like Joe Mixon. Would have never in a million years thought in the last three yeah. years, but it makes like, makes perfect sense. I thought Austin Eckler, and I thought about um Aaron Jones. Ezekiel Elliott, just, I thought about our running backs. Yeah, I thought about Ezekiel Elliott for a second there, and then I was like, Nah, surely not. He has. You just got to be all in on them. Like they just pick up like thirteen, yeah. fourteen, a season, that yeah. is. and like they, they just yeah. get they just get those cheap like three yard goal line carries. You know that they don't translate yeah. to much in fantasy, and it's, mm. I think that's just. My NFL is just all fantasy now. Yeah. 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 No, that was awesome. No, thank you for that. Fuck, you're 100% right. It. I'm so disappointed now knowing that. Yeah, <laughs> I am actually. Re- so that Aaron Jones one. Tom, we should have Aaron Jones one. Because they're all yeah. like pretty well known guys. Yes. That's why I was like, yeah, oh, exactly. this is like a good list. Like, even for like the casual fan. Fuck, I thought I thought Cooper Cup would have been there, man. I just yeah, remember him shot. like. From, from my count, if he got all of his 1921s. Oh, depending on when they were, um, he was 26. Ah, uh, wow. Less than like Tyler Lockett and like DeAndre Swift. Well, I don't know. Yeah. He only had the one big year. Yeah. True. Um, anyway, we should, a lot of receiving yards. we mm. should wrap, wrap this one up so it's easier for Ihaka to. Um, yeah. Much appreciate it. We do have a bit Thank of cutting to do, so it should get it down below two hours. And uh, yeah. we should have it up in one part. Awesome. Yeah, All right. Thank you, boys, look, again. Look, yeah. Sure. Thank you, brothers. Let it go, Tom. Let it go.